High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Now it's Tech Tuesday, therefore I'm joined by technology and communications consultant Joan Mulvihill because, of course, as we now know, rumours emanating from the North Pole is that Santa's bag is full of technological items rather than bicycles, footballs or Rupert the Bear books. Um, But the real problem now, which has us all scared witless, is whatever piece of technology child gets this will destroy his life forever. Isn't that right? Isn't that what's worrying us all? No, but I do think parents are a little concerned. They're delighted that their children are so good that Santa is bringing them really cool things like, you know, tablets and smartphones and laptops. But, and mommy and daddy don't want to necessarily be the Grinch that stole Christmas. So they want to be encouraging of their children, but likewise keeping an eye on them and keeping them safe online. All right. But, uh, but, like, uh, uh, grandson Jake is look. It has written looking for a Samsung, not no, an iPhone seven with nine million gigabytes of memory, and naturally his mother is terrified out of uh, her wits that this will be used for the wrong kind of communication. Now we did a thing on the program recently, and the suggestion was we shouldn't be afraid of actually prying on our children and seeing what the hell they're doing. Is that your view? Absolutely. If if Santa had brought a bicycle, for example, I'm sure Santa would have done the good thing and maybe bought a bicycle helmet okay. as well. So this is very, very similar to that. And, you know, when we're starting off on our first bike ride and likewise on our first venture online, we're going to supervise our children and make sure that they're safe and show them the ropes. And it really is about showing children the ropes and keeping the conversation open with them. All right. But I mean... How do we do it? I I mean, what kind of um, safety devices, if we don't do it by actually prying ourselves and we're not good enough to pry because the technology is beyond us, are there devices, software, uh, online supports, what? So there's loads of safety gadgets you can get, some hardware and some software that you can download. So one that I came across recently at the Web Summit Spark of Genius was a product called iKids, that's I-K-Y-D-Z. And it's it's a plug-in that you can use to block out certain content for your children. And that's a piece of hardware that you buy and you plug it in. But you plug it in your home. You plug it into your home and you... And you set it up for your for your broadband connection so that your children can't access. It acts as like a blocker or a in, in Star Wars terms, like a shield. But so, but then, like, they discover they can't use Tinder in their bedrooms. So now they, what they do is they go down the road and they use it. This is exactly it. So that's why you can put great things, you know, you can put app restrictions on your own laptop. So uh, Google Safe Search or YouTube Kids. And it means that whatever content they're searching for, they'll only get safe content back. But that is fine in your own house. But these are children on, you know, going up the road, playing with their friends' houses. So you have to make sure that they're that they know the score and they know how to behave and what's right and proper behaviour outside of their own home. Well, you raise a very important topic, um, 
when you talk about going to the friend's home. It, there was a movie, I can't even remember the name of it, but it used 557 uh, outrageous swear words during the tours, the movie or whatever. It was the world record for, for swear words in the movie. So naturally, you don't allow your children to watch it. But then they come back from uh, being at their friend's house and say, oh, we were all watching an outrageous movie this afternoon. So you want, there isn't a common denominator in a class of 30 boys or girls uh, between 30 sets of parents. Exactly. So you, in the same way as in life, in any other, you know, social engagement for your children, you need to, it's, it's a parenting role. It's having the conversation with them so that they know how to keep themselves safe. So any child leaving the house for the first time and they're going to, it's their first adventure being allowed to walk to the shops on their own. They know they're not to get into the car with strangers. They know they're not to talk to strangers. And likewise, we need to have those conversations with children about how they behave online. So making sure that that they have the right privacy settings on anything that they're using. And what's a privacy setting? So that means that only their own friends can see their content. So no one under the age of 13 should have a Facebook account anyway. But if they do, sorry, even if 13-year-old plus do, they have privacy settings that only their own friends should see their content. And also that they only accept friend requests from people that they know in the real world. And that part is really important. But should the whole point of things like Instagram, right? Or I don't know why kids use Tinder or not. But like, Gosh, no. What do you mean, gosh, no? God, I hope not. And, and there's a new one out now called the Yellow App, designed in, in France. There's no uh, age restrictions. Theoretically, it does. Practically, it doesn't. So all of these things are based on the idea that child male X likes picture of child female Y and sends a message. And, and, that and is they a, accept it. And that's the problem. And they should not accept any requests or be engaging on But a picture apps. of 13 year old girl in St. Louis rat mines might well be 55 year old man in Galway. Exactly and that's why they should not accept. But that's scary. It is terrifying but that is why we have to have conversations with children that says you do not accept a friend request from anybody that you do not know in the real world. Now one of the more vulnerable areas in that is online games. So the game has a PEGI rating, a PEGI and that's their effectively their PG rating um, for what is suitable and games content so for example um, games that involved shooting and yeah but hold on now I went up a couple of Christmases ago uh, to the shopping centre up in Carrick Mines with my two grandsons right and and grandson Lucas about 10 or 11 at a time hands me this game right which is I don't know wall of death or action or whatever but he carefully has his thumb over the thing that says 18 right so granddad because he's an idiot and most granddads are idiots says certainly and he buys him. Then, of course, daughter comes on to granddad and kills me for call Call of Duty. That's what. Oh it was yes, like. okay. And kills me for buying Call of Duty. Yeah, so Santa obviously will be more careful because he knows he's yeah. bringing it to children. But grandfather, for grandfathers, there's no accounting for granddads. So granddads, make sure you check the box for the age suitability. But the other issue is that the game might be suitable in terms of the content. So it wouldn't be Call of Duty, but nice kid-friendly themes and games and images on it. But if there is a chat room element to it, where 
children can grow on and they're playing the game and then they're With talking. With somebody else, yeah, yeah. And they end up talking to somebody else. You've no idea who else is in that chat room and what age they are. So that is the thing. It is always about nothing beats having a proper conversation with your children, keeping it upfront and transparent. So who are your favourite YouTubers? What are you looking at there? The gosh, that's really interesting. And feeling that your child can talk to you about what you're doing but, online. Uh, but uh, hold a while now. Like, I didn't tell my mother, right, that I I met Maura Fitzgerald at uh, the, the swimming gala on Friday night at the in, in Cork's indoor pool and that I took her home and kissed her or something. I mean, I didn't tell my mother that. So why would a modern-day child tell his or her mother any more than any other child since time immemorial told their mothers. Well, by the time you're at this that age where you're bringing back the girl and you're kissing her, you're probably, well, I'm hoping, old enough to have had good values instilled before then. But they start early well, no, on. No, but my point, I suppose, is because I was reading Rupert the Bear or, or you know, soccer comics or whatever. I wasn't exposed to... to pornography or whatever these children are exposed to much more dangerous stuff I get that but my point is they are less like they're like any other child don't tell their parents about it they don't tell their parents everything but what you can do is get in the habit say right if you're going to have these devices and we're happy for you to have them because it's great educational value in a lot of them and it's great fun in a lot of them but I would like you to you know, let's look through who your friends are and check their friends' lists. You're entitled. You're their parent. This is not a time to be pussyfooting around. You're the parent. <laughs> it's your device. It's in your home. You've you got to check. You can go into your child and say, "Show me your friend." Show me your friends' listing. Right. I'm glad grandfathers aren't asked to do that. I like was them. I was at a friend's house about six months ago, and. Um, their daughter was looking. I said, show me your Pinterest. We were talking about fashion. And I said, show me, you know, what you like in terms of style on your Pinterest account. And there was some of the content in there. And it, because she hadn't been using her own, her cousin, who's much older, had been playing with her iPhone and had been using her Pinterest account to look up certain things. And I felt some of the images were a little bit older, a little bit more mature. They weren't inappropriate, but they were a little bit older. But- than I felt would be appropriate for a child of that age. And I discussed it with their mother and the child sat down and she was very, very cross that I had dubbed her in. But that is what love is. That is what parenting is. And you can't get away from that. It's a responsibility. No one walks off and leaves their child unattended in a playground without good instruction. Yeah, that's, I understand that. But can you go on to the app store as a listener suggests and you can, you can require a password for the, for any downloading. So therefore you have the password and before your child downloads anything, you, they have to get you to do the password. Does that work? That is a really, really smart way of doing it. So a lot of the apps, so they'll get a smartphone and they'll want to download certain apps. Now, some of those are they're not necessarily free and even the ones that are free you have to enter in your for example I have an iPhone here so I'd have to enter in my iPhone my Apple ID so as long as the ID is set in your name then you can see what your child is downloading or they have to get your permit they have to go to you and ask for the password to put it in don't tell them just put it in yourself Now Joan Mulville is a technology and communications consultant we're talking about uh, safety on technology although we should talk about now can I go back to this iPhone 7 with 
five mm. zillion gigabytes of memory. Yeah, right? they don't need all that. No, no. But but do, is that, and we'll use the word, more dangerous, if we give them a more sophisticated phone with more memory, does it make it inherently more dangerous? Because, they, I mean, you can reach... Most of the stuff using any kind of phone, can't yeah, you? Yeah, the bigger the phone, it, it's it's just more of a trend value for the kids. There's, it's not going to make it any more dangerous. The internet is the internet and yes. you just need to make sure. And the other thing, just on a safety point, just to deter a little bit, location settings. Location, location setting. setting. So when you download an app or use it for the first time, or, or and in fact, a lot of them when you log on, said, can I turn on, use your location? So in other words, it will track where you are. Turn them off. You don't need them for other thing other than find your phone. Or if you're playing Pokemon Go, I heard you just talking about that. There are things where actually a location is, is intrinsically part of the game. But if it's not required, make sure you have the location settings turned off. Well, we, uh, the listener is suggesting that we are... Uh, remiss in not suggesting that most kids have an account which their parent knows about and an account which only they know about. That is part of the conversation. When Santa delivers that in that sack, we're going to have to sit down and have a very straightforward conversation about how this is going to work. And, you know, in the end of the day, there, there, you can things. There's signs to look out for if your child is having a bad experience online, and that does happen. So um, it really is just about protecting them and keeping the conversations right. open. Well, let's get a few presents. What, uh, like, I mean, I've already got uh, this iPhone Seven on my list. What, what other, li- what other things are good ideas at Christmas? Well, for tech-wise? for about. 150 to 300 elf euros. So I'm, I'm assuming Santa has yeah. got them all learning Coder Dojo up there and they're making making all this stuff in the North Pole. Cryptocurrency, I for, 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 Yes. So uh, for about 150 to 300, um, you can get a Cano computer kit, which is really good for 6 to 12 year olds. And instead of giving them an actual tablet, Santa gives them the opportunity of building their own computer, which is so much more exciting. And it's a really, really cool kit. And they can then learn how to build their own games and their own apps. Really? Uh, And so it's educational as well as really fun afterwards. You get much more longevity out of the toy. And uh, so I'm I'm hoping that will be on some Santa kits. And then another one, because you and I, George, have talked about fitness and the importance of getting outdoors and the importance of apps for that. One of the things that I totally would add to my Santa list if I wasn't too old is a VTech Kiddie Zoom action cam. So a lot of adults have GoPros, which are those really cool cameras that you stick on your cycling helmet or your riding helmet or the front of your bike and it films you as you're going along. So uh, there's a kiddie version of that. It's called the VTech Kiddie Zoom Action Cam. And where Cam. do they put that? So they can put it on their cycling helmet or on the handlebars of their scooter or their helmet or their riding hat or whatever it is, outdoor activity they're doing. And then they can film themselves and then make a really, really cool video. Well, what, what I wanted for Christmas is I'm on one of these cameras for your motor car. And it doesn't film you, it films in front. Exactly. So I'll have all this uh, documentary evidence of cyclists as I drive along. And they will equally have it on their helmet and they'll have documentary evidence of you as yeah, you but drive I'm along. I'm a paragon of virtue. Uh, in oh, absolutely, matters. I can understand. Okay, this issue of games, yes. right? Now, when I watched John Wayne killing tons of Indians, Mm -hmm. right, it didn't ruin me for life. So why do we think that a game in which tons of guys are blown up by bombs and shot, that it's going to affect our children? Why is that? I think it's more the normalizing of that kind of... um, 
warfare in terms of games and just normalising of guns. I think when we were watching Westerns, as I did myself, I was a bit of a John Wayne fan, quite like the well, But I mean, when, when uh, I, and, uh, no, a generation before computers only watched cowboy movies yes. and action movies. They didn't watch like lovers movies. You know, Trevor Howard and what's her name when, when they met on train or something. I mean, no kids watched that. That was an adult movie. So so they watched Indians getting shot and uh, settlers being uh, scalped and, but it didn't affect them. So are we being overly careful here in I relation think, to, to games like well, Call of Duty? What's wrong with Call of Duty for the 10 or 11 year old? I think part of it too is the intensity of the experience. So I'm guessing back in the oldie days when you were watching TV or getting to see a movie once a week or it's the amount of screen time and the longevity of the games, the time you're spending in front of the computer um, where it's a very intense high attached to playing those games and you're actually involved in the shooting yourself well, you see, rather I, than being passively yeah. involved in watching somebody else. What I'm far more worried about is the amount of time they actually spend on this. Like, although at times I worry that they play too much rugby or, you know, whatever, too much rugby might be preferable to too much computer. Um, well, might I, be. I, I mean, I just, I, I posed the question that uh, if if a child spends almost its entire waking moment outside school on its phone, computer or tablet, then that's not probably a good idea. It's not. And it's about balance and everything. So there's guidelines. I found a really great website, commonsensemedia.org. It's a US website, but it's a non-profit. And it has really good guidelines there for screen time, suitability by age category. So I think it's... One, one of the main, and there's a lot of really good Irish websites too, so WebWise, things like that, that will give guidance to parents on what's appropriate in terms of content, but also in terms of time. So children under the age of 18 months should never see a screen effectively. Oh, well, hold on. Every child under 18 months, I see them all the time. Now, mother's handing them a screen to this infant, in this not even toddler, an infant, and they're handing it to them. I'm appalled. Joan Mulville, thanks so much for Technology and Communications. Uh, which she is an expert in and of course she does it for me once a month.